0: I guess looking back, I don't really know specifically what it was other than me feeling like I didn't have another option. I had so much pushback from my body. Mm. But, you know, now I can reflect back and be like, there was some part of me that was just like, you don't have to live like this. Let's dig through the mud together. We're so glad you're here.
1: Join us here each week for Mm Mudlark.
0: Mudlark.
1: Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Danny Boltz, and I'm just so glad you're here. This is your first time here at Mudlark. Welcome, and if you're returning, welcome back. Here at Mudlark, we basically just talk about the things that are sometimes really hard to talk about, and we definitely lace humor into just the challenging parts of being a human being. And today, I am talking with yoga teacher Lauren Bielenberg out of Portland, Oregon. Before I get into explaining the episode in more details and more about Lauren. I just want to point out that this episode might not be for everybody out there. And especially if you've experienced or are currently experiencing some type of disordered eating, this could be potentially triggering for you. And as much as I wholeheartedly believe that Lauren did such a delicate, compassionate job explaining her experience with disordered eating, and I know it can help so many of you It's just possible that this could be tricky. So this is a really good opportunity for you to decide and just really advocate for yourself, right here, right now. So do that. I love you so much. Whether you stay or whether you go, um, I really appreciated this episode with Lauren because it wasn't like smooth sailing or really even easy. You know, it. We had to stop a couple times during recording and chat and. What I love so much, aside from her vulnerability of it all, is the freshness of her story and of her being in recovery for orthorexia, something she has been dealing with for a really long time. And I'm just so grateful that she came to my house the other night and recorded this episode. It felt so cozy and comfy and hard, and I just really like her a lot. Uh, We talked about attachment styles. We talked about her move from California to Oregon. We talked about the transition from being a personal trainer to her being a yoga teacher and what that looked like. And we went into her experience with orthorexia. And she just gave us so many incredible resources and really just so much hope for creating a healthier, cozier, more connected relationship with ourselves and our bodies. And I just left this conversation really kind of like appreciating my body in a whole new way and I just yeah like I said I just really like her a lot and I'm just so excited to share this powerful inspiring conversation with you all right now so without further ado let's move on to my conversation with Lauren I'll see you on the other side then you just don't make out with it. That's fair. Um, But I love to just start the shows out with an introduction of like, who are you and where do you come from (laughs) and what do you like about being a human, (laughs) basically? So if you could just kind of give us a little background of who you are.
0: Yeah. Um, so hi, my name is Lauren. Um I am new ish to Portland. So I moved here a little over two years ago from San Francisco, California. Um, I guess I should backtrack. Prior to that I was born in Alameda, but I grew up in Santa Rosa.
1: Oh. Yeah. You grew up in Santa Rosa? Yeah,
0: Sonoma County.
1: Oh, well that yeah. I'm that's weird that we haven't talked about that. I just have family in Sebastopol. Oh no way! Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, So yeah. I've yes, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've spent time in Santa Rosa. Okay, it's so wonderful there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's mm. great. Um, and I have a sister who is older. We are a year and three days apart, <sighs> so very close in age.
1: Are you guys close?
0: Oh yeah, she's my best friend. Aww. She's like, oh, she's like so dear to my heart, and mm. um, I feel so so lucky to have her in my life.
1: Were you guys best friends growing up?
0: Uh, growing up, I would say we especially with how close we were in age um i think especially as you're in the younger ages of trying to figure out who you are <laughs> and we had like the ex- to be expected yeah. challenges but um i would say we weren't as close as we are now mm. but pretty much when she moved off to college um then we just like got super close and actually before I moved here she was the last person that I lived with and it was oh, just very sweet like how roommates it kind of like parted <laughs> that's so, so cozy yeah and is
1: she still in California yes oh, okay yeah. Awesome. Yeah. love that so, yeah and your parents are still in California
0: yeah my parents are both in Santa Rosa
1: okay do you yeah. go visit often
0: um I don't visit a ton um we try to I'll we'll see each other during the holidays and then, um, they'll make a trip out at least once or twice a year. And then I mm-hmm. try to make a trip out, um, as well. Cause my best friend's there and, um, uh, my grandpa, who's also like the love of my life oh. is there. So <laughs> yeah, my first tattoo was his signature. So, oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, what is your guys' relationship like? Just so close. Oh
0: yeah. He's, um, oh, he's such an incredible man. I, when I first went to, so I went to junior college in Santa Rosa, but I went to San Francisco State. And when I first moved, I lived with him for about three months, mm-hmm. um, which I was 21 or 20 at the time. you like, this is like, going to be weird. <laughs> just like not, <laughs> not like an ideal, like my boyfriend at the time was at Cal Poly, which is just like such a college town. And I was like, oh, I'm living with my grandpa in Aww. San Mateo. But um, I think that was probably the greatest gift because... Aww. Especially after that period, Um, you know, we would have lunch I think once or twice a week and that lasted for like, I mean, until I moved. So I was in San Francisco for about 10 years. So, I mean, we did that. Yeah. Or pretty much every week, if not twice. Oh my God. And so he's like, and he actually came out to visit with my mom, um, <laughs> which was so wonderful. I bet um, you were
1: so emotional <laughs> when you saw him. Oh song. yeah. The whole,
0: I mean the whole trip, I think we were crying between him, oh. him and I both. Cause we're like, I just love you so much. And he, you know, he understands he's getting older and yeah. time is bleeding And so what a sweetheart.
1: That's your mom's dad. Yeah.
0: Everyone in our family has a very special relationship with him. Oh it just, they gosh. all look different
1: all so different Mm -hmm. and unique I love that there's something really special just about that like granddaughter grandfather Mm -hmm. relationship totally there's just I mean I know there is with me and my grandpa even though it has been kind of like tumultuous Mm -hmm. um but it's like I just love him so much yeah you know and it feels kind of like that dad figure sometimes totally for sure totally Mm, so okay so to back up a little bit what were you like as a little girl
0: Mm. um that's a really good question. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Um, I, the one thing that I know stands out is I was very, um, I did things when I was ready. Yeah. So my parents will both say like, no one could force me to do anything. Even the first thing they will always remember is riding my bike. Like I just would not do it. But they were like, 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 not ready. <laughs> they're like the day that you were ready, you were like, nothing is stopping me. Oh. So that's like. One thing that I can really remember
1: mm-hmm. um, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. That's, I could totally relate to that too. It was like, I just always wanted to do things when I wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. And people weren't going to tell me when that was. Totally. <laughs> it was just like, no. Totally. Now. Uh huh. Oh. But I also
0: feel like that can, like, that's a good thing. And then also it can sometimes be challenging because it makes me think about, like, I uh, sometimes I'm like, I like to ride things until the wheels fall off. And then I'm like, I should go now. And so like, I think that's also the similar type of personality trait, which also, you know, might not always be super beneficial. Right. Um,
1: so you yeah. could go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> so you moved you were in California. Mm-hmm. You're living in San Francisco. Yeah. Going to college. Yep. And then what was your did you have relationships back then? Were you yeah,
0: in? um, I had a uh, a pretty long term relationship high school through college. Oh wow. Um I actually look back very fondly at that relationship mm. um, which was really, really wonderful. Um a young love. Mm-hmm. So um and then I would say following that relationship I've had a series of different types of relationships and um they were not the healthiest of mm. relationships just the dynamic um it definitely inspired me to look at the book Attached. Oh yeah. And so to learn about different attachment styles yeah. and um how that can really impact relationships.
1: Absolutely. So Uh, What is that book? What is that book about? That's just about the different attachment styles. So there's, there's, um,
0: secure attachment, which is ideally who you would want to pair with. I think in any relationship, right? they can help people who are um, anxious or avoidant. I, I think it's more beneficial or helpful for those that are anxious. Um, Because they, they're they like that grounding of yeah. like seeing that they have that um, trust and stability. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so avoidant. So there's anxious, secure, and
1: avoidant. Anxious, secure, and avoidant. And can't you kind of flow between them? Yeah, totally. Okay. And I think
0: that it affects uh, or de- depends on who you are with yes. as well. So um, I found myself being drawn to people who were more avoidant. So mm-hmm. then I became more anxious. I run anxious by nature. Yeah. And so it um made me that much more right. anxious.
1: Yeah. Uh Courtney Santoro, who's been on here twice now, mm-hmm. <laughs> the astrologer, uh, we talk about attachment styles quite a bit. And she we I think we talked about it on episode one of like her leaning more towards like that anxious attachment. Yeah. And I was always the opposite like mm-hmm. in relationships. So Avoid- yeah, yeah I was more of the avoidance, yeah and it's because I was like I think it's just because I was so unwilling to open at that mm-hmm. point like with those like those early relationships I was so afraid that I mm-hmm. would like once they started to like get close to me I was like ew yeah get away from me like it just like scared mm-hmm.
0: me or like not I don't know if this was an excuse something for you but like if they started wanting to know more or learn more it was like no everything's fine like what do you mean or yeah or there's like a um like a shield barrier. yeah definitely yeah.
1: or yeah I just didn't ever want to go I was just kind of grossed out mm-hmm. I don't know it was really unhealthy but then like meeting high, um this is like the first relationship thank god we're married mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but where he was so secure mm-hmm. there were some moments of like anxiousness early on when we were living like long distance totally but like I definitely see how like that secure attachment style like totally fucking grounded me in that way because mm-hmm. I had never had that. Yep, I was always like oh yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: almost seems like secure. And again, I'm not like super like I don't know this like in depth. Yeah, like not versed in it totally. But, but yeah. the um, I definitely feel like secure attachment can be a good like sounding board but they can hold that space so like they even if you have moments of being more uh, feeling more anxious or more avoidant that they can hold this space so that it allows you to come back
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. yes and and so you're saying that and i haven't really felt this or thought this but even in the distance early on with hi and i there was some anxiousness on my end because mm-hmm. I loved him so much mm-hmm. and we were far apart, but he was so secure. And yeah. like, there were times where I'm like, is this good? Like, are we still, yep. we're still good? And mm-hmm. he was just like, of course. Yep. But yeah, that that's so true how that security can just make you feel so much better. Mm-hmm. You got to have it. Yeah. What did you go to college for?
0: So I did liberal studies. Um, I went, so I actually wanted to do hair. I did hair for five years. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's um, awesome. The first two years of college were non-negotiable, which is totally <laughs> fair. It was like get an AA, then if you still want to do this, like go for it. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Um, and I knew I wanted to do hair. Um, but when I went to look at the beauty school in San Francisco before going to college mm-hmm. or this final two years, I got like super freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, what's two more years? Like just do this and then go. And yeah. so I actually I did liberal studies, which, um, A lot of people will do liberal studies if they want to go to the credential program to be a teacher. So I don't want to downplay and say it's a degree for general ed, but I say that in the sense of you go over multiple topics. It's a lot of writing, but it's not like science major or right. you know you touch on everything because then you would go into the credential program.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and so you were doing hair in San Francisco though?
0: Yeah, so after I went to college, I've had many a life, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um after I went to college, I then went to beauty school in San Francisco. Okay. And then I did hair um for about 5 to 6 years. I bet you were so good at it. I liked it. And talking it's, with people and like yeah. being sassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know people. And um, also I feel like getting your hair done is like something that you do and you just feel great. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time people would be really happy in your chair. Yeah. Um, and not that you have to be happy all the time, but it's it's nice to do something that is also bringing people Yeah, like I don't know. Whenever I get my hair done, I'm like, I need to go out and do all my groceries. You're like, I feel really good right now. (laughs) Look at my hair. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of really wonderful people. Mm. And so
1: you're not doing that now?
0: No, I actually I stopped doing hair in San Francisco, and I became a personal trainer.
1: Oh, okay. And what was the shift there? How did that happen? So, um,
0: (laughs) I. That is that is kind of a long story, but I have always been active Mm -hmm. my my entire life pretty much. I grew up doing gymnastics until I was um, pretty much a freshman in high school, so I did competitive gymnastics. So, um, you know, we would, uh, gymnastics is a very intense, intense sport. Um, You know, we would work out 12 to 16 hours a week on top of school, Um, so I did that, but I feel like with gymnastics at some point... Um, you're either going to go like to elite and potentially the Olympics or at some point, you know, it's, you stop becomes harder. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. when I got to high school, um, I stopped doing, uh, gymnastics, but I always found myself in sports. Or, Mm. um, you know, I did cheerleading one year, which I didn't love, but I feel like it's a common transition for gymnasts because you can still tumble and you can still do a lot of those things, but in a different context. Yeah. So, um, it's still kind of like kept me in it. Yeah. Um, and then I did track a little bit, but it was probably, I think it was, yeah, I mean, it was in high school, um, when I started going to the gym Mm. quite, um, frequently, And so, um, yeah, I just was very active. And the more and more I worked out, the more, um, my body changed and shifted. And, um, there was a period where I was feeling very empowered by it. And I saw a lot of people transition or transform. Yeah. Um, but not just. Just. Physically, but like emotionally, and how movement can be really empowering for people, but mm-hmm. it can also, there is a darker side to that. Yeah. Um, but the transition, I um, was doing hair as much as I enjoyed meeting people, and I still cut, you know, my friends' hair and stuff. Um, Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know that. Yeah. But yes, I do. Um, and, I felt like the, the industry is just a tough industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I give a lot of props to people who can kind of stick it out. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a tough industry. Um, what's tough about it? I think, um, finding a place that feels like a home cozy. Yeah. Welcoming. It's, um, yeah. And it's, I'm just like, a, I'm such a softie. Yeah. So it's like I can hold my own. Right. But I also inter- I'm an empath. So it's like I internalize a lot. And yeah. so I think for me, it was just a lot. It was a kind of impacting.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and then also the work is really hard. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people I think and that's why I give a lot of credit to people who are hairstylists, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes they get a bad rap of like, oh, you just do hair. And it's like,
1: you're on you your feet all really, day. And
0: when like chemicals, like you legitimately can really mess things up. So like you wow. still go to school for it. You still have to pass boards. Like you have a written and practical. Like, so it is just as, yeah. you know, it is equally as it's a job. It's it, a big you know? job. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's probably when my mom was a beauty school dropout, was she? <laughs> she was like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> this is not as yeah. like glamorous and easy as I thought no, it was going to be. It's definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
0: but. Guess yeah, so why I transitioned? I I think just because it was during a time where I was working out a lot, it yeah. kind of, and I was enjoying that. It felt, it definitely felt like an easy transition of like, okay, well, what else? would I want to do, right? And I was able to study for it online mm-hmm. and you know and at home, so I could do that while doing other work. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's. Yeah, and that's how I transitioned into personal training.
1: And were you working at a, like a private studio or was it a gym or? Oh,
0: so yeah, when I became a personal trainer, actually, I had a friend that, um, owned a studio. So I rented cool. a space. I didn't want to do the corporate thing. Yeah. Um, again, no disrespect to people who choose to go that route because I know it's a great way to get more, um, education and uh, meet a lot of people. You know, like clients. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. I and mean, it's, that's a very e- efficient way. Um, for me, my, I just felt I wanted to work with people in such a close way of like, they, I didn't want them to feel like a number. Yeah. I didn't want to push. I didn't want to have to make a certain number a month. I didn't want to feel like I had to push supplements on them. Right. Um, I just wanted to help people feel empowered. Mm. So, um, yeah, I had a couple people that I trained at their house, which was Aww. so fun, so cozy. Um, one of them, I just adore her so much. She, well, I had two. There were two clients that I trained at home, and mm-hmm. I adored both of them. Mm. Um, and one of them, in particular. I would get to her place, and she would just have Bruno Mars bumping. She and was I could, ready, yeah, and I could hear it from my car. And every time <laughs> I would just light up, and I'd get there, and she'd open the door and be like, "I am ready." Cute. <laughs> so can every time I do any form of exercise be this much fun? Like, <laughs> I know it was so great. That's really so, sweet. Yeah, so I made like real, and I still keep in touch with everyone that I that was a client. Wow. Um, So. Yeah, I've like created really special relationships yeah.
1: with people. And you're a yoga teacher. I am. That's how we met. Yes. Actually, it was at yep. last year's Christmas market at Now Yoga where mm-hmm. you teach yeah. in Portland. Yeah. And how did you transition from personal training to teaching yoga. yoga?
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's, um, I, it almost was like a forced thing by the, mm. uni- <laughs> feels like by the yeah. universe. <laughs> um, I struggled, I would say, um, pretty much through my fitness world like period, which was a good half of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I struggled with, uh, an eating disorder. Um, it is, if you were to give it a term, it would be orthorexia. Mm. And so that is, it's becoming more talked about, but it's this obsession with health. And so, um, you know, being extra regimented with what you're choosing to eat, um, how often you eat um, how often you exercise what you do for exercise and I um, yeah I did that for a, quite a long time
1: mm.
0: um, and it was pretty much at the peak of that um, when my body just I got so much pushback I so I did a lot of different there were some really great moments from it, I would say, because I got to do really fun events. I participated mm. in Ragnar Relay, which is so fun. It's like you Ragnar. To, uh, Ragnar. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what is, that? What is right? that? It's like hood to coast. Oh, okay. So same idea. Fun. You have like 12 people, two vans and you run different distances, but it, it's so wonderful. Like you've, meet a lot of people and Good it's like, energy, you, know, you yeah. run at like two in the morning. You're like, how cool is this? So it's like,
1: <laughs> you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah I love it. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I decided to, uh, train for a marathon. So, um, a dear friend of mine, we were both training for half marathons just at different, uh, different ones, but at the same time. Yeah. And so they were like, her and her, um, now husband were like, we're going to do a full marathon. Do you want to do it with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be so fun. And I, um, I severely overtrained instead of changing my exercise routine and my nourishment, which was already not um I wasn't properly taking care of myself for the amount of exercise I was doing. Right. Um but instead of altering that, I just added marathon training to it. Oh, so it's like wow. I took what I was doing and I didn't alter a Your ton of stuff. Diet. Yeah. And yeah. then I just added marathon training to it.
1: Your, um, body's like, me. <laughs> Your body's like, what are you
0: doing? What are you doing? So <laughs> I had I had a lot of um I had a lot of pushback. Yeah. And pretty much when I got to the point where I kind of was like, and it was really disheartening, like I got to 20 miles. Yeah. Um, so I was like a month out and I was just like, I can't do this. And, yeah. um, I would say, to be fair, it was definitely not that, uh, clear. <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, struggle that I had, uh, mentally having to work through because that was the beginning really of mm-hmm. kind of my journey. Right. Um, yeah, it was definitely not that easy of a decision, but I also was like the amount of physical discomfort I was in, it just wasn't worth it.
1: I was and like, was it physical discomfort in like the day to day or just when you were like running?
0: Oh no. Day to day. It like, I mean my body, I, um, ended up, you know, I dealt with, um, adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had lots of gut issues. Um, my cortisol was like through the roof. Oh. Um, so there was many, many factors. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And so was it right after that race that you're like, I need to, or I need to do something and just shift or where, where did you go after that? So
0: I think it was, it was right before the race where I started feeling like something's not right. Mm. Um, and so there's been that this part has just been like such a journey. Yeah. Um, and I remember yoga was the first thing that they were like, okay, well this is, a form of movement and they of course, you know, I started with restorative where okay. it was like who's they? Um practitioners that I was working with. Okay. So um yeah the I ended up starting getting a team of people. So Wow. You know, doing the whole therapy, an MD, yeah. dietitian, nutritionist, all that You're stuff. So like help me out. It's <laughs> like something's not right. Yeah, I feel horrible. Um, yeah. And so I kind of found yoga. But it's interesting because with having Um, I operated a certain way for a very long time. Mm. And so to find something like me find yoga, really, um, there's eight limbs to yoga, right? And they're not all physical. And so to come to that, and I noticed my mind start to be like, oh, like I can just do a ton of power vinyasa classes. Oh. Like yoga is allowed. So how can I, like I found how my How can I mind push it to the max? Totally <laughs> being like, hmm, okay. Like I kind of sweat, like this is cool. And then it's yeah. like to notice that and be like, oh, I see, I see what's happening. Oh, I see a pattern. What yeah. So, um, but anyway, so that was kind of a, a process in itself. But I had a couple teachers that I worked with who are absolutely incredible, mm. who um, were very very huge in the beginning of my recovery because I did a lot of privates with them and it was just simple things as like breath work and, um, like being in touch, learning to feel what it's like to be in this like human body and not Mm -hmm. operate like a machine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, there was that and then working with them and i noticed such a shift. I also started working with an Ayurvedic practitioner who that woman I mean, she's, she's helped save me. Like she's just such an incredible woman. Is Um, she
1: in California?
0: She is. Okay. And I will never forget um, when I started working with her. um, She was, she was so wonderful. We had, um, we communicated frequently um, through docs and just like, so if I needed to ask her a question, like she Mm -hmm. was so incredible. And I remember, um, you know, I started scaling back what my exercise looked like, um, just because of the severity and being like, you need to nourish your body. Um, just a side note that I think is really important to address that, um, eating disorders are one of the highest, have one of the highest mortality rates of, um, mental illnesses. Mm. Not to say that I was yeah. that extreme, but to yeah, just say so that it scary. is a really big, I think that we, um, as uh, human beings can sometimes take for granted all that our bodies do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her saying to me, I was really frustrated. I was like, I'm starting to change my patterns. Like, why do I feel so horrible? Like, why is my body punishing me? And she was just like, oh, sweet Lauren, like your body's not punishing you. Like your body is doing everything it can to keep you alive. Oh, So like this idea of just wow. like our bodies do so much for us. Like, um, and it sounds so like cliche, but it's so true. Like it's just, um,
1: yeah, it's like, not only does our body like peel us out of bed, but it like can take us to do incredible things and Mm -hmm. go to a yoga class or teach a yoga class. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, Oh, I was going to say, um, how did you like have that awareness to go and get so much support so quickly? Mm. I, that just is so incredible to me. And I haven't seen that a ton. So where do you think that comes from? Um, I think comes back to that same, like riding till the wheels fall
0: off type thing. Cause, um, I just, I think at some point I was like this, like, I, I think it was 26 because I remember being like, I am 26 years old and I feel this awful. Like I should not, Like, this is not how I should feel in my body. And I think just knowing, and there's always been this part of me, and I think that's what I try to hold on to, is, like, just being, like, I don't know, like, what do you have to lose, right? Like, in seeking help, like, you don't have to go through it alone. I don't, I guess, looking back, I don't really know specifically what it was, other than me feeling like I didn't have another option. I had so much pushback from my body. Mm. But... You know now, I can reflect back and be like there was some part of me that was just like, "You don't have
1: to live like this, oh, like you just you don't. I love right. it. It's like your soul talking mm-hmm. to you. It's like honey, you that's, can have a good life, yep, and your body needs you right now. Mm-hmm. that's so beautiful, yeah, and so you started going through working with these different practitioners to mm-hmm. get back to health, and what did that journey look like for you? Will you share some of that,
0: yeah, um it was a journey <laughs> because I, I think the, um, the most supported in the sense of practitioners, because my, I am feel incredibly blessed to have the support system of the friends and family that I do. Mm-hmm. But in regards to practitioners, I would say the biggest support I've had was since I moved here. Oh. Um, because was two years ago, yeah, it's about two years ago. So I got my, sorry, I know this is kind of a not like tangential. No, but we it's love like, to squirrel <laughs> it's around all over. So yeah, it's perfect. I basically, um, my time in San Francisco, all of this was towards the end of my move okay. or I'm sorry, the end of my time in San Francisco. Okay. So I remember being, I was working at the yoga studio as well, like front desk, taking classes, oh. all this stuff. And then they were offering, I was like, wow, I would love to to go through the yoga teacher training, because as you know, it's also, it's really not just for people who want to teach. Like, it's such like a dedicating time to just love on yourself. To nourish who you are. Totally. And so, um, I, yeah, so I did the yoga teacher training and the way the timing felt, it's like one of those things where like, you just know you're going in the direction that feels aligned with you because it, it felt seamless. Mm -hmm. Like my move here felt seamless. My um, not seamless. There's of course bumps in the road, but it didn't feel like a struggle. Yeah. Like it was it wasn't not upstream. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I felt like I was like in the flow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got my teacher training cause that also is great to pair with personal training.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I found that once I got my yoga, um, my 200 hour certification, I would incorporate that into like the boot camps I was leading. Fun. Um, and they lo- like the the participants loved it, which was great. Um, and so, yeah, so, oh yeah, the, the journey. So, um, really I would say the the most support, um, I did love the woman that I worked with, the therapist in California. Um, but coming here has probably been the most supportive. Mm. I think just the, the energy here is different and I, um, no, um, bad, you know, no bad,
1: um, no bad. It's not sending stuff, anything bad or, like, to California. Totally. Because I, li- yeah. I, mean, I I grew up there. California like, girl. California is yeah.
0: great. And, um, but the, the energy in San Francisco is
1: different than the energy in Oregon. Yeah. Like Portland. There's yeah. kind of like, I mean, I'm biased cause I'm from here, but I just feel like Portland and just Oregon in general is such a place of healing. Totally. And yeah. there's yep. just open arms. Yep. Just like, come here, child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. that energy. Even by nature. Yeah. It's like, I just felt like,
0: I will never forget when I drove in to like the night, the day that I moved and I drove in and so I had sold everything that didn't fit in my Toyota Corolla. So I think I moved with like five boxes, um, an air mattress and i am been like blankets or something like that was pretty much it. Right. and Like a pillow. Yeah. And I remember driving in and I think it was the Fremont bridge. Mm. I should know this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 99% positive. And the, um, the sun was setting and mm-hmm. I just remember my face like lit up and I had this feeling of like your home,
1: Oh. like your home.
0: And it was just, it was such a special moment. And you were
1: by yourself. Mm-hmm. Whoa. But it felt like
0: something I needed to do. Like yeah. tons, like, you know, my, um, the people closest to me were like, let us help you. And I was like, no, I like, I like, how cool would this be to I just like do this for myself all these, all these things and like, oh. just move.
1: Yeah. And so do you feel like where you were at in your recovery from your orthorexia Mm -hmm. do you think that was like kind of like next chapter like catalyst like moving to portland totally i think i don't think because i think a part of it was also
0: like shedding a label that i had or that i felt that i had yeah um because it didn't align with me anymore right and and so this is kind of a, a cool story I remember when I did apply to college. So I still applied to college, even though I knew I wanted to go to beauty school. Mm-hmm. But I applied to, um, Oregon State and I got in. <gasps> and I remember I wanted to go. And oh. everyone's like, well, have you been there? Like, it's foggy. And I don't, I don't mind the fog. Yeah. Um, thank but God. I remember, <laughs> yeah, cause that would be, <laughs> that would be a problem. Um, but I just remember being like, oh, I really want to go. And they're like, have you visited? And I'm like, no, but I just have this like pull to yes. go. Oh and my I God. Ended up, I ended up not going. That is I literally got your feet. soul. Totally. And it's so crazy that like, here I am in Portland oh. um, and it just feels like home. And I remember mm-hmm. when I first moved, even how unsettling it was, it like, there was some part of me that was like, this is where you are. It's like a right resonance mm-hmm. of just like, this totally. is where you were
1: supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Everything will fall into place. Totally. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so you're here now. Yeah. What are you doing here? You're, you're teaching yoga.
0: Yes. I'm teaching yoga and I'm also a nanny. Okay. Um, which I love. It is mm. such a gift. So part of this and um, so with orthorexia, I, I didn't have my period for about five years. It's back now and it's been consistent. You're like, mama's flowing again. (laughs) It's it's like a huge sign of vitality for females. Mm. Um, And so I learned a lot. Like, I've just, it's been a very educational experience. Mm. Um, You know, like, females having their period is very important for bone health, um, heart health, like, so, so many factors. And so, um, I feel very fortunate to have gained it back.
1: Right. Um, How long did it take for you to gain it back? Can we just stay there for a minute? Yeah,
0: totally. Um, Well, so, I mean, I'll just say it. It's fine. It's been about five months now. Okay. So it's really, I mean, I didn't have it five months consistently. Yeah. I didn't have it for about five to five and a half years. And then I got it um, almost a year ago, but it was kind of like, Hit and miss, yeah. kind of. What did just, that feel you
1: know, like when it came back? So surreal. Whoa. I was like, I don't even know what to do. I was like, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I have to go like buy things now. Like, it's, yeah. um,
0: but <clears throat> it also was like, so I, I oh, will never forget, um, my sister saying to me, she was like, oh, there's life there. Like, oh. that feeling of like, oh my God, like, there's life. Like, and mm. that's because with, um, Like, so the body is so fascinating with especially eating disorders. Like my body shut down, but that's because it's so smart. That's what it had to do, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. our bodies know what to do to keep us alive. Like our bodies are so smart. We think we can control it, which yeah, in, in, I guess in some capacity we can, Mm -hmm. but like Innately, like our bodies just know, it's and so, so it's as like frustrating as the process has been. It's like my body's learning to trust me again. I'm learning yeah. to trust my body, and so right. um, getting my period back. It also gives me hope for like that I could have kids. Yeah, hope, I mean, hope there's other factors. So yeah, you know, but it it gives me more hope. Right. That like, oh, if I chose
1: to, like. Maybe, like, maybe I could. Maybe I could. Maybe that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Have there yeah. been other things? Cause I mean, you've been going through recovery for two years. Yeah, probably. I mean, can you tell us what like recovery looks like? Mm, I can first
0: say it's not linear. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I'm saying yeah. like
1: recovery, like I know, but I don't have yeah. any idea.
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely not linear. So I think it's so interesting. So, um, generally and i I can't speak for every eating disorder i have I think it's also f- important to note that there's this expectation not expectation I think um with a forms of addiction there's this thought that it's the extreme or you don't have it yeah totally. so like you're either binging and purging or um restricting and that's it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's actually, there's a big spectrum of like, I think any type of like our relationships to food and exercise are very, um, they're very complex. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that has been something that I've learned. Um, also recovery with an eating disorder is tricky because unlike, um, and again, I'm trying to be respectful. I don't know, Uh, much about other forms of addiction. But I do know that if there's a drug addiction, you know, it would be something like, okay, well, we will, you'll work with someone to hopefully wean you off and then you'll be off of it. But you can't not eat and you can't not move. So Mm. to have a complex relationship already where there's this control factor and then learn how to still move and also still eat but in a way that's nourishing for your body is very challenging. Yeah, I bet. So um th- I mean there are I'm um far and away I'm like far enough removed from behaviors and patterns which is really exciting. There's a sense of freedom there.
1: Yeah. Um
0: but I definitely do not have it all figured out. You right. know, it's I I don't I don't know if you can ever fully recover and a part of me is like I want to be, I'm continuing to grow through this process. Yeah. Um, and so my relationship to things is getting healthier, which is really wonderful, but it's also, that is a part of me Mm -hmm. that I think I, um, hold with tenderness and like compassion, kind of like a warm hug of like, Oh, like that's what, what I did to help me. It was a survival tool, you know? So I think, um, I'm learning to befriend that part of me and be like, oh, that's like the yeah. I see you. I feel you. It's
1: so beautiful. Yeah. It's like the more we can connect with these like quote unquote like darker parts of us, totally. like the more whole we become. Mm-hmm. And like, what is the gift? Yeah. In this darkness, what right. is this here? Is this here for me to then help the world? Yeah. You know. And I think that's what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And one. Well, so I. I will never forget. In seventh grade, someone asked me what I wanted to do. Mm. And that was when I first initially wanted to do hair. And I remember my response was, I want to help people feel beautiful.
1: Oh, And
0: it's so crazy to me also like looking back at that to be like, that is what I want to do. It just looks a lot different than what I think at that time I envisioned. Right. And so um, that is what I want to do. I want to help people feel beautiful and like know that there's so much
1: more, um, there are things bigger than us. Yes. And do you talk openly about your orthorexia with your students?
0: Um, I, I haven't yet. Um, I am, I am leading a yoga for a cause Class at um, Now Yoga in February for NIDA, so the National Eating Disorder Association. Oh, amazing. Which I'm super pumped about. We'll link Um, it in the show notes. Is it already created? So I created, it's not fully up yet, but I've created the link or I'm like in the process of it. It's super easy and I can definitely give you the link. That would be amazing. So then if people want to donate, that would be so wonderful. Um, if they want to just come to the class as well, that is, would also be wonderful. Oh, I'm so
1: happy you're doing that. Yeah.
0: It's, um, I did this year last spring, I did the need a walk in Salem. Um, and that was just like, so surreal. What was that like? Mm, Very emotional. Mm. Um, I think my heart hurt a little bit because, um, you know, there are a lot of things that people feel passionate about in this life. And um, based on our lived experiences, and based on my lived experience, I'm very passionate about um, mental health, especially around um, eating disorders and body acceptance. And with it being one of the most um, having one of the highest mortality rates, it is also one of the least funded i think when it comes to donations and so i was one of and this is not like oh look at me but it was i was one of the higher fundraisers and in the oh. big picture like as donation things go it wasn't a ton of money right and that just like broke my heart to be like wow. you're like how like...
1: did i bring in the most money <laughs> well, you know like, like yeah it was, it
0: was it was also so special like To be a part of something I've donated for things in the past. Right. And I think it also goes to show when you donate for something that really hits home, it like it just feel regardless of how much it is, it doesn't matter. It's just like I get to help a cause that's really important to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I hold like very dear to my heart. So it was and I went by myself, but it felt like something I wanted to do by myself. Oh, I love
1: you. I love that you just do that. (laughs) All the
0: things. I mean, super uncomfortable. Yeah. But like it's also those are moments that are really special
1: so special and what is where are you out with your body today hmm
0: I uh, I'm working with lots of compassion yeah. <laughs> you know I think um, yeah that's definitely something that still is um, on the forefront of my mind I have been holding a lot of space to just be grateful when I know the condition or like how I was treating my body and how far I've come and what I'm capable of doing, is just like, I think that is what's grounding me through all of that. Because, of course, my thought, like I have to eat every day. Yeah. For my well being, I, I need to do some type of movement, whether it's walking or, you know, but, you know, noticing where there's still those thoughts that come in, mm-hmm. um, but being like, Hey, I get to walk today. Yeah, or Grattitude. like finding. I think what's been really helpful for me is finding different forms of movement. Mm. Um, I got into rock climbing, oh, which cool. is so fun. Do you go to the rock gym, just yeah. the one in Portland? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. fun. I went outdoor climbing for the first well, first time since I was like, I mean, twelve. Maybe I did yeah. it once, but like, it feels so. It's like dancing on a wall, mm. and it feels so fluid and i mean and it's strong hard. it is hard. i have so much it is so hard because my mind is like oh if i go like trying to figure it out you know mm-hmm. and like capricorn everything yeah. with like boxes rules like perfect i'm gonna go here <laughs> if and i go here here i'll and, get to the top <laughs> it's like no actually it's not that easy yeah like learning to move with your body but um i think doing things like that and also finding hobbies to help me to relate to my body in a different way so Mm. I just signed up for um a clay I think it's like the clay throwing like on the wheel (gasps) stop it yeah you did not yeah next weekend I'm gonna do my first one which I'm super pumped and that's like
1: using my body but to create something and like that's all I care about in life I love that you're doing that mm -hmm. that feels like another sign from the universe because it's like I keep I've been wanting to learn how for so long do it I for yeah forever and I just keep talking to people who are doing it and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck I want to do it too. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. Is it in Portland? Um. So Portland, it's a hot thing. It's a hot commodity in Portland. So I'm yeah. actually going to a place in Vancouver Okay. Um, and they have classes where you can just like go in for a class, You oh, can like drop in. I want to do so, that. So yeah. Yeah. I can give you the information or I can, you can link it if other people are yeah, interested because be Portland is great. If But if you haven't done it before, mm-hmm. they're beginning classes, I think- Two of the ones that I looked at are sold until like March.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, like, I don't want to wait. No, that you're long. like Mama wants to go now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want, but once yeah. once you know what to do, you can go to Open Studio, and I think you have more flexibility, right? Which is great. I love but, that. So yeah, just like relating to my body in different ways, taking dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a kitchen dancer. I love dancing in the kitchen. Chewy. So like trying to. But even that it's like when you're so used to operating in a, like a machine like way, like rigid is more more, like even that can feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. But like learning to like, yeah, what music do I like? That's something that I, I wanted to share. Um, I had met someone here in Portland and they had asked me, what is your biggest fear in life? And I remember I, I was like, God, I haven't like thought about that in a long time. And I was like, wow, a long time ago, a long time ago, but I used to be afraid of death, which I think is a very common, Mm -hmm. um, fear. But I was like, through this journey, like my, my biggest fear is like being alive and not living. And like, I think that's been like a really big turning point for recovery is like, that was, I was alive, but I was like so regimented and Mm. I was like, that felt like such a dark period that like now, like. There's, I'm so, I'm uncomfortable in my body at times, like yeah. I'm human, but like, how great is that to feel uncomfortable? Oh, like, and yeah. Like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyways. Oh, I love that you know? so and much. and so
1: there's just like this hope. Yeah. That like, it's it, gorgeous. You know, yeah. It's... Yeah, I can relate to that so much of what you just said because I, d- I had an eating disorder in high school. Mm-hmm. It was more just not eating. Totally. Enough, similar, for, I guess it would be called orthorexia. Mm-hmm. It was like very little food and lots of working out. Totally. And it was like, just like my relationship with my body has been so tumultuous, mostly bad, yeah. until like in the, like the last few years, I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. But it's like when I think of like looking... When I think of looking at myself, this is an exercise I do. I think of looking at my body and myself as a very old, old, old woman Mm -hmm. and how sad I would be to not be living in my body today as a 29 year old. Totally. And why would I waste my whole life not being in this body that I've been gifted by whoever and... Just yeah, it's just like that. I'd be so scared to not mm-hmm. live in this life and totally. be ninety years old if I'm lucky to live that long and look yeah. back and be like, what was I doing?
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, and
0: all of the all of the um, mental space and physical space that's taken up with that obsession with the way that we look. Yeah, or like that the way you look means that you're that much more worthy. Right. And um, you know, and that's a whole other piece with recovery is like. There's a lot more time to learn about yourself instead of being like, Oh, I'll just go work out yeah. or I'll go do this. Like there's a lot more time. And again, you know, everyone's work is different. Every, like there's so many factors that go into this, but at least in regards to the eating disorder piece, right? Um, like the mental space, like now I'm like, Oh, I have like, I have free time. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even, when people are like, what do you like to do? I'm like, um,
1: sit at home in my papa-san. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm learning. Yeah. You know, I'm
0: learning. Yeah. Which is really, I feel like I've been gifted as another opportunity.
1: Yeah. Do, I don't know if you feel this, but I, I certainly do. Of Like, if you have like a few hours of not really maybe you haven't had this just tell me like Mm -hmm. if you haven't but like if I go a few hours with not even thinking about my body Mm -hmm. in like a obsessive way I'm like holy shit I'm doing really well yeah because it used to be always like every moment I'd be having a conversation with you or something or anyone and I would be thinking about my body and how it looked absolutely to the other person or anyone who might walk by us as I'm having the conversation it was so so painful Mm -hmm. and like now to like be cooking dinner for my husband and I and moving around not thinking about it yeah I still think about it but just not 24 7 totally the context is different yeah exactly
0: I I don't know how like it definitely still comes up like thoughts come up for me often but how I relate to them or how I handle them when they are there looks different yeah love and compassion mm -hmm, where I'm just like Oh, there you are again. Like I see you. Hello here. Instead of being like, Go away, I don't want you to be here. It's just like Or like oh. what
1: the fuck is wrong with me? Totally. Like why am I thinking like this? Totally. Just being like, Oh, I it's see. It's like, oh, well, you
0: operated this way for like half of your life. Like yeah. you're learning right. how to operate differently and all also, you know, societal messages I think don't really help.
1: Not at um, all. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so
0: that's like also something to although you know, we were saying how, like, I do think that that's starting to change. People are talking more, which I think is really wonderful. It's so Um, wonderful. It's a gift, but there is still, still very much like kind of shoved down our throats. Yeah. Um, And, uh, there are people in my life that I've talked to about this stuff that I think there's messages that we don't even realize. Like if you watch a show that it's probably like either a guilty pleasure show, like you might not realize, at some point there might be some comment, whether it's about food or body or workout or looking a certain way or like, it's, it's so much more common than I think we even realize.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which
0: can also be really triggering for people yeah. in this world and confusing. Yeah. It's like, that's a whole other piece of, you right. know, recovery
1: is it's con- super confusing. So confusing. Yeah. How has working in this yoga community, because you are a part mm-hmm. of the yoga community. How has that been for you? with isu- just issues related to your body? Because I know, I mean, yoga, there's a lot of yoga teachers out there that yeah. are like teaching power vinyasa and are, totally. you know, I mean, it's just, it can, how do I even put it into words? How has that, has that been more healing or or triggering at times Mm. or both.
0: So I think in the beginning it was more triggering when I was trying to find my ground with teaching Mm. because I was comparing a lot of like, Oh, my class isn't like that. My class should be like that. It should be like this or, you know, I, um, should look this way. And I, yeah, if I'm a
1: yoga teacher, I should look this way. Totally. And
0: And I do think that like, um, Again, that's starting to change too, where people it's like, mm. because I, I loved I've learned about Hayes, like the health at every size, mm-hmm. which is so great. Cause there's this assumption, like the way you look to, equals the way you, how healthy you are, right. which is so not true. It's, it's not so true not at accurate all. Accurate at all. Um, but in the beginning of teaching, I think that was really challenging for me, but mm-hmm. I would say within the last, like, so I've been teaching yoga now for, um, like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm starting to, I'm able to show up and just be like, this is me. Like, and again, I think it's really important to address, like, I do not have it all figured out. Like, this is all I'm learning, but I, none I'm of us know feeling, what the hell we're doing. <laughs> it's like, it's definitely not like I, I do not. It's, I'm yeah. still healing and forever, you know, but it's, um, I feel like I'm able to show up more as myself uh. and just be like, I'm going to like teaching and instructing is so vulnerable. Yeah. It is. Um, so I think just being like. I want people to have a wonderful experience. And I think my goal ultimately is like, I remember the experience I had in my first few classes, regardless of the style. And like, I want to offer that for yes. people to be like, ah, oh, like there's my heart. Like yeah. there's my body. Like I feel you. And yes. you know, it, I might feel great today and tomorrow I might feel horrible.
1: Right. But that's okay. And I'm going to soak in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. so, so freaking much. Yeah. Um, do you have any like main resources that have been really supportive for you during your healing yeah, and recovery? Um,
0: so there's a lot, well, um, ones that I would love to link. So
1: like psychology today,
0: if you go on there, you can actually look up different therapists. And I mm-hmm. think that's we like that's what the resource that I had used mm-hmm. to just kind of see what would special, like for specialists and yeah. stuff. Um, so I would fully support, I mean, so much of this is, it's like not about the food. It's not about the exercise. There's so much more to it. So, yeah. um, that, um, also NIDA is a great resource. Um, NIDA. so the national eating disorder association. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, um, they're nationwide, so they can, they have great resources on there. Um, cause there's lots of, I know that, um, with recovery comes, insurance and expense and there are still free groups Good. or there's like groups that have a minimal cost for you to just get some type of support because mm-hmm. it's very isolating and um, every person experiences like we said there's a spectrum Absolutely. it's a different experience so like someone what might be challenging for one person isn't for the other and so I think being around people that you're like oh we're, we're kind of like I struggled with dinner last night, or you know stuff yeah. like that, you don't know, or I struggled with my exercise, or you know whatever it looks like right um but so that would be one, and I also think finding modalities to help you physically, so like I have been doing acupuncture for the past like i mean I, for sure since I moved here, um I did it a little bit before in the beginning, um but acupuncture. Um, getting a uh naturopath or a, an m d n d whatever feels most aligned with you i i personally have felt most supported by naturopathic doctors because um there's you're you're looking at the whole the whole um, right. and again, I don't know enough about other you know other medicine but that's
1: been super super and it's just so connected to yoga too Mm -hmm. like totally (laughs) the eight limbs or whatever yep and then
0: um like i've worked with someone that does abdominal massage so it's just i think the biggest thing for me i would say is um psychology today um and then nita and nita is a great resource because they can also connect you i think with you know dietitians, nutritionists they have um can talk to um different, uh, recovery centers. I know Montanito is in Portland, mm-hmm. um, which would be a great source for people who need more um, structure for yeah. recovery. Um, yeah. And like not, uh, eating disorders are so tricky because they're so hidden and mm-hmm. secret and, you know, I, I'm glad that it's changing. And I think part of my recovery is sharing my story because it's like removing the guilt and the shame Mm -hmm. Um, so I think knowing that you don't have to go through it alone and if something doesn't feel right or if you're questioning your relationships to things, like it could be really scary, but it also could really be worth exploring.
1: Yeah. And life changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're leading a retreat in February. Just in the works with doing that. Is it filled? No. Or there's still Mm -hmm. some spots? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that retreat?
0: Yeah. So I, um... I, it all just kind of happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I am doing a retreat in bend. It's going to be a weekend retreat. It's like rest and restore. So it's going to be, um, we'll do a yoga class. Uh, there'll be some journaling meditation um, the place has a hot tub. So it'll mm-hmm. be just really cozy. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be making all the food,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm really
0: excited about. Um, yeah. I love baking. So, I'll be making the food and it'll just be a weekend to just be cozy. And I'm like, part of me is hoping it's end of February. So I'm like, will there still be some snow? There I'm, better be. I'm hopeful. I yeah. mean, not enough to like make the trip yeah. for people horrible, but enough for it to like be cozy. Know. I'm like, so when I first moved here, um, so, you know, you don't get snow in um, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so when the snow <laughs> landed, I was like, ah, oh, my God, it's so people are like, oh, you're new here. And it's <laughs> like, But there's something so magical, magical, so magical. And so I feel like even if there's like a, a little bit of snow, like I'll take it. So have you
1: been up to Timberline? Yeah. So oh, thank God. Yeah.
0: I mean, I haven't. This is the year. I was like part of my like relating to my body, trying new activities like I'm going to go up and i don't know if it'll be timberline but i'm gonna go and i want to learn to ski or snowboard yeah. I've oh. had, it's been a, a long it's been a hot minute since i've since it's i've done so that so fun yeah so and beautiful yeah, i
1: love great. i grew up working at timberline my whole oh, freaking family works at timberline um what didn't I do there? Um, <laughs> I started in like housekeeping when I was like 14 oh, no and way. then worked reservations. Oh, cause you
0: lived near hut. Like you yeah. were, how close was it to where you were?
1: Um, so I grew up in Rhododendron okay. and that's about 25 minutes
0: okay. from Timberline. Oh, so that's not far at all. No, it's, it's really like a close. like perfect place for a job. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was like what me and all my friends did. We just worked up at Timberline mm-hmm. and yeah, my mom worked there for a lot of my childhood and my stepdad's the GM. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everyone up there. I'm yeah. just like Timberline's home. I love it so much. So are they still there? Uh, my stepdad is. Okay. Yeah. He's up there. He. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love Timberline. I'm actually going to go up there with Courtney on Thanksgiving, which is weird that I'm not going up there with my husband, but he'll be back in Montana. Okay. And then I'll, we're doing like an early Thanksgiving and then I'll be doing a Friendsgiving here. And we're oh, gonna so go up to fun. Timberline to get like hot cocoa. Oh, I love that. Have you had hot cocoa there?
0: Um no, I have not. Mm. But I so chocolate is like Ugh, oh, I am like a chocolate connoisseur, Yeah,
1: Oh, chocolate every day. That's Choc- like yeah. Well, it is not fancy. Hot chocolate, okay. but the what they do to it is fancy so it's like probably kind of shitty hot chocolate but then <laughs> it's okay sorry Timberline. <laughs> but then it's like whipped cream and then like chunks of heath and like a candy cane and that
0: does not sound like a shitty hot chocolate, chocolate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the i think the powder or whatever totally. it's not like a yeah. fancy like i don't even know but anyway it's, i know i get kind of bougie with my chocolate yeah but it's yeah, same so good. um so we have a couple listener questions yeah can i ask you please um so what do you do when old feelings creep back in mm kind of answered that in yeah. some of your things, but
0: yeah, I would say, um, it depends on the day to be completely honest. Um, I would say I have found, you know, it's so tricky because exercise, you do get endorphin, that like that natural high. So I think certain days I'm, when I try to really listen and honor, I'm like, okay, if I want to go do something, I will. Now I, I, I have set hard rules for myself. So I don't, go over just mm-hmm. in to making sure. Cause that's like my tendency is like the more, the more, do more, do more, Over-do do, more do it. More. Yeah. But I would say, so when old thoughts, cause they're still very um, present, I think it's just honor, like acknowledge them instead of being like, go away. Be like, Oh, there you are. Do you journal. Um, I, I, it's like, I, I go through phases. Mm -hmm. So um, I think journaling can be really helpful if it feels like like when it feels authentic where I'm like, oh, I want to write this out. I'll do it versus being like I need again. It's that feeling of like if it's something that I need to do as a tool. Yeah. Then it doesn't flow. Right. So I think that or also I take those thoughts and be like, what can I do for myself that feels good? Yeah. Like let's throw my legs up the wall and I'll just sit there and I might be uncomfortable, but I'm going to sit there for 15 minutes or um, make something for someone. I remember I started, I, I, there's something about receiving mail, like no, actual yeah. mail. It's and the so best. when I've had those things, I'm like, what can I do for someone? Oh. So I'll like write letters and just mail them.
1: It's so sweet. Um,
0: so I think, yeah, I guess it's so tricky because it's everyone's so everyone's different. different. But yeah. what I, what I would encourage would be to try to open yourself to being creative. Or like honoring that part of you of like, okay, so that's an old thought, that's an old pattern. I feel that, I see that, but I don't want to go down that path. Yeah, because I know what that is. Absolutely. And so being like, what can I do to nourish myself?
1: Yeah. How can I love on mm-hmm. myself? Take a bath. Yeah. You know, that's so, so beautiful. Um, the other one, and again, you kind of you kind of answered these, but maybe you have another thing you want to throw in. Yeah. What steps can I take? What steps can I take to move into a space of better body acceptance, softness, and love for myself? Mm. So sweet. I love that. I do too. <laughs> especially
0: because I'm like, oh, that's something that like I'm still working on. Every like, day. I don't, I don't think, I feel like especially with society, it doesn't, you know, it. I mean, maybe people, maybe there are people in this world who, I, and I'm sure there are that don't struggle with that in the same way, but mm-hmm. um. Oh, can you say that one more time?
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Yeah, also. what steps can I take to move into a space of better body acceptance, softness, and love for myself?
0: Mm. I think gratitude for all that our bodies are doing, mm. I th- and I know that that's like we talk about gratitude a lot, mm-hmm. but I think because really? it works, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but and also like when you really think about all that our bodies do, yeah. like when you really think about it, right? Like just being like, oh, like. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. I feel like gratitude and, and finding things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's not easy because yeah. I'm still, I'm still working on that. Yeah. Like I'm you're going to a clay class. class. Yeah. Totally. I'm like, I want to find something that's not exercise related.
1: That makes me happy.
0: That will bring me joy. And I think when you have tools, in your kit that like, you know, bring you joy when you have those moments, you can help bring that with like compassion.
1: And it's like building your toolbox. Totally. Basically. Cause it's like, what's going to work for you one day, may not the next, yeah. but when you have a ton of shit that makes you feel good yeah. and joyous, you have a lot to choose from.
0: And also I think, um, in society or in this world, we sometimes feel guilty to do nice things for us for mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Of like, Oh, we're being selfish or
1: overindulgent totally. Or and
0: I do think that that's like a huge piece of it. Cause I do know like acupuncture and abdominal massage, those are all luxuries. Like, you know, and I think believing that like you're doing something to invest in yourself that brings you like some ease is also really helpful Yeah, because those, um, those feelings I feel like will not, um, definitely I don't know if they'll ever like
1: fully go away yeah absolutely I feel that and not to get like back 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 but like just like with body dysmorphia stuff that I've dealt with of like literally seeing a totally different body in the mirror than what's Mm -hmm. actually there it's like there are just and it's usually like around when I'm when I have my period but like that's when I'm like oh my god yeah did I just like gain so much you know and I just see myself so differently and it's like but I'm at a really good, healthy place, but mm-hmm. those thoughts still creep thoughts. back in. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see them being completely gone ever. And I think that's okay. Yep. I think it's like that kind of dark and light. Like totally. it just helps us to really appreciate those good body image moments that yeah. much more.
0: And to have that insight, I think is also really helpful to like, if you can step back from it and mm-hmm. be like, what is the alternative? Yeah, and if it's worth it,
1: absolutely. Well, where can people connect with you?
0: Mm, so that's oh, also <laughs> we were <laughs> Work talking progress. about in progress. Um, so I'm working on my website, which I will hopefully be up by th- by the end of the year. That's like my goal. Yeah. Um, but present would be um, would be my email,
1: mm-hmm. which and um, we'll link
0: it. Okay, yeah, my email. And then I am on social media. I'm not I'm not super active on social media, but I am on um. Facebook and Instagram.
1: So, right. and um, you do have those. some community classes. Oh, yes. Can yeah, you share yeah. that? Yeah. So I
0: teach, um, classes at now yoga PDX, both their Williams location and their division location. They have okay. two now. Um, it is a high intensity class. Um, so, and that's why I know it's so, it sounds so <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Really to sound, totally, but it's, So, and that's something that I've, um, that has been, to be honest, something that I've struggled with. Um, but I also feel like I know how I teach the class. And so that's also been, I think, um, interesting for me because when you go through recovery and I was over and not to like totally backtrack, but just something that I think would be um, worth sharing. Um, it's a pendulum. So I was like on the way high spectrum of exercise. And then I went to this, like my body's so fragile. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to be challenged. I just yeah. need to love on it. And then there's this period of like, okay, like I do also want to be like, it's empowering to be challenged, yeah. um, but also love on yourself. And so I feel like that class is kind of a mix where Mm. like you are challenged and I encourage people to challenge themselves, but I also really encourage people to honor where they're at. So Mm. I let them know that this, I'm really just holding the container and I'm guiding them to do some challenging exercises, but also there's so much time that's also designated towards just like the restore piece to it. Um, So that's, That's currently what I'm teaching. I'm sure it'll evolve, like the more I think about it. um, And also, my relationship to those things, like we are all growing and evolving. For life. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's why I definitely don't want people to. I feel like I can bring a really good perspective to those classes Mm -hmm. because I. I, there's no body shame. There's no,
1: um,
0: it's very much like, Hey, look what I can do. And if you want to challenge yourself, this is what you can do. And if you don't, if you want to be a cozy, soft human right now and lay on your back, you could do that too. mm -hmm. I actually taught a class for, um, a group of women and one of the women came and she was like, look at, this is my lunch break. And I want to just lay down. Oh, I love She was like, I just don't, I don't want to lay in, uh, down in my car. So I just, I'm going to be here. And I'm going to be in the back. And I was like, I totally fucking cool. love her. I was like, I'm so glad you're here. She's like, you
1: have some good music.
0: It was a different. She's class like, mama taught, needs a nap.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to be taking a nap back here. Totally Have a good time. I was like, I'm just glad you're here. Like, I know. Totally. I totally. say it in almost like every single class. I'm like, you can, you can work your ass off today or you can lay in the fetal mm-hmm. position. Whatever you need totally. to do, do it. I don't care. Totally. Just do whatever feels good. Yeah. Oh, well, I will link your schedule and links everything, all of your resources. You're so amazing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Just thank you for sharing this amazing story. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. and Thank you, Lauren, for that amazing conversation. Just so grateful to be getting to know you more. And yeah, just thank you for sharing yourself with all of us. And also please if you have not yet don't forget to rate and review the show this is what helps mudlark get into more hands and more hearts and i just appreciate it so stinking much i love you all have a great day bye